0: welcome you know we really don't have much of an excuse to look at our limits and say oh well i guess i can't do anything i I, when i say we don't have a right i mean we were given the right to life and with all of the complications and all of the assets that we have we really do have to press forward if we plan on actually living the life that we've been given and to inspire us along those lines oh we are so lucky to have win charles uh, who it had, was born with cerebral palsy. When Charles, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you very much. And for those of you
1: who don't know, this is my second appearance on Carol's show. So if you want to know more about the original interview, please go back in the archives and listen to that one. Because... My story is very interesting, and I do say so myself, I was (laughs) born with cerebral palsy, as Dr. Carol said. And I am here today to not only teach you guys about the Americans with Disabilities Act, but I am here today just to share my story and mainly teach you guys
0: how to write a book. You know, it's so interesting when, when you say that about the book writing, because I went to a Buddha Fest this weekend, and one of my friends who's a uh, a master's in, in literary and in writing says that she, at the age of 74, has still not written her book. I looked at her and I said, oh, come on now. Okay, You're the Martha. consummate writer. You are intelligent. You have a ream of uh, of interesting stories as an attorney. And uh, and also, I said, and I've written 11 books I don't have yours." She looked at me, she goes, Really? I said, yes. The first thing to do is to sit down and write it. And everything else from there just comes tumbling down. So when I'm going to send this to her as well as everybody else. But first, let's do talk about the political scene. I I know that everybody is trying to be really neutral on their podcasts that have a broad audience. And I do. I have many Republicans, many Democrats, many uh, people that are outside the box and inside the box on those particular things. But we are not talking about political lines. We are talking about health care for everyone with any yep. small or large disability being completely lost because we have a Congress and a Senate and a president who are much more inclined to reinforce the one percenters who have tons of money with more monetary yep. gain. I'm calling it out. This is fact checkable. Everybody who's looking at the facts agrees with this, even Fox News. So now walk us down what's happening to the degree that you know and what we can do about it first, and then we have even more inspirational and informational information for everybody. Well, when where do we start? To the degree that
1: I know, um, now, Glenn, I'll admit I'm on, I'll admit live on air, that I'm on Medicaid, so when it comes to me, um, day one, I was worried about my health insurance. Luckily, yes. I had means to cover my health insurance, and cover my credit card, and cover my expenses to sub. And I lost Meditate and I lost everything. Um, when it came to me, I would shut down my company in a heartbeat, shut down my podcast to focus on me. Yep. And And so what I do know is that Medicaid and Medicare are changing a 1,000 miles a minute. And so I'm always concerned about Medicaid and Medicare changing and denying um, people with disabilities the right to receive health insurance. And I, as I I was saying, I would hate to have a child... Born, um this day and age. I thought 87 was tough enough when I spent six months in the intensive care unit as a child and I thought 87 insurance was um, tough enough back then and luckily I had the family who was able to sit on the phone with health insurance and work it all out. But right at the same time, I'm like, this is nuts. So when push comes to shove, and I'll get into this um, deeper on Tuesday, you guys, on my podcast, which Kel has been on my podcast, and my podcast is called Butterflies of Wisdom, and yes, the archives of um, Winds and Women of Wisdom are still hanging out on Blunt Radio, and so I think when it comes to Medicaid and Medicare, if push comes to shove, I'm shutting down my company, I'm closing the
0: podcast and focusing on me. Oh, boy. So now, how do individuals who are on disability advocate for themselves and for everybody else, truth to be known, with their congressman and the Republican? What are you finding to be effective?
1: Just getting the one out there. I, as I told someone this morning, as I told two people this morning, I will not kiss people's asses to get what I want. And I'm sorry, but I won't kiss people's asses. I'm a huge advocate to tell it like it
0: is. Got it. So, and so. We go, we go to our congressman and we go to him. our senator. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: You need to tell people like it is, and you need to quit being the role, flowers and quit saying, oh, go fund me, raise a bunch of money, and you need to get out there and pound the pavement. I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel, and that's how
0: I will always feel into the AI. Very good. In other words, call it out. Don't sit there and be uh, namby-pamby about what is necessary for our representatives to do. Don't, yeah, we we can't be passive. You know, when Charles, you're not passive about anything in your life, really. I'm always amazed to hear from you and to, to follow up on some of the the things that you publish or you, your podcast. I'm always amazed at how dynamic you are. How do you pull Together, your strength and inspiration to do this. How do I pull my
1: strength and inspiration to do this? Well, I get, I am lucky enough to interview rock stars like you, and I get <laughs> um, people on my podcast who want to share their stories with me. Do you know today we've had 48? thousand downloads of my podcast. Five hundred and something in the month of June and I'm hoping for seven hundred downloads per episode by my birthday to keep a consistent rate and nice. I'm just I get people on my podcast to share the truth and to not be managedly damn about it and just to share their stories. I have been super lucky because I built our audience around my book before I started the podcast. And that mm-hmm. is something you guys should do. Build audience before you start a podcast. So then when I took um, the years off writing, I'm back at it actually now. I'm back at it actually now. I'm writing my second memoir at yep. age 30. The first one came out at age 23, I Come on win, And I when I took the years off, people thought, oh, Wynn's gone into hiding with the writing. No, Wynn had to reflect as another memoir. of mine a friend of mine asked me, a New York Times bestseller friend of mine asked me the other day. She's like, are you still focused on books? Every time I look at your Facebook profile it's all podcast 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 and so now I'm getting back into the writing game because I'm actually going back to school in the fall to finally get my associate's degree finally after all (laughs) these
0: years and um become a fashion journalist believe it or not oh I do believe it I've seen some of the fashion ideas you've had you know, sometimes I think education's a little bit overrun because I think uh, the academics of life. While it's nice to have the degree, the truth is is that you've had an education in life that surpasses any other training in the experiences that, that you've had. Just just describe some of the experiences you've had that have been more of an education than any institution could have given you.
1: Yeah, I should. Have, I keep teasing me, but I should have got my Ph.D. In- having CP and being an advocate. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, that CP is, is the cerebral palsy. Cerebral And to those of you who don't know, um, CP is not genetic, not hereditary. It's a lack of oxygen at birth Enjoy. Oh, wow. So I can't wow. pass wow. it on to my kids if I choose to have one, choose to have
0: kids. The, my kids could be completely able-bodied. Wonderful. You know, uh, you, you, you've only known life from the positions of the complications of CP. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> that made you laugh somehow. What do you feel about having it when other people don't have it, and do you feel like they understand where you're coming from? Because no, no, yep, no, yeah, they never,
1: ever, 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 ever get it. I had a uh, um, woman actually, a uh, potential interviewee
0: refused
1: my interview this morning because she didn't want to sign up and listen to my broadcast. Oh, no, no, so no, she emailed me and said. Oh, great. One more thing I have to sign up for. This is not for me.
0: <laughs> You're i hello. Yes.
1: And I'm like, hello, you tried to download iTunes on a PC. Well, as we all know, iTunes is integrated into, and um, iTunes and PCs don't play nicely together. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to be, if you don't want to listen to my podcast, don't listen to my podcast. But don't come back to me and say, one more thing I have to sign up for, being
0: interviewed by you, is too tough. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you when you hear people say, oh, that's too tough, do you internally laugh? Like, you, like really? Yeah. You think I that's too tough in light of what I have to do? I internally
1: laugh. I um, actually forward forward the email to another person. I and the other person goes, "Man, this person isn't technologically savvy enough to get on a podcast." And I'm uh-huh. thinking, "Oh, just walk
0: a day in my shoes, then you'll see what I have to struggle with." Okay, for the next few moments, then help us kind of walk a day in your shoes. So what's it like to write an email? What's it like to do an internet search? What's it like to make a phone call? Well, what's it like to get dressed and prepared for the day, to eat, well, etc.? Basically, the
1: only thing I can do on my own without assistance is eat. That's okay. the only thing I can do on my own. And I can send an email on my own, and I can ping on you. Paying my bills on my own. But wow. I have uh, aid. I an aide 24-7 helping me. My dad happens to be partially my aide. And then I have aides
0: that come in seven days a week to help me. Wow. So does that mean that they have to be with you while you're sleeping? No. can you get away with that. I can get away with that. But I have a friend
1: who is medically fragile. He's actually, believe it or not, yeah, this will be a tissue um, podcast, I'm explaining. He's actually coming on to speak on my podcast via his iPad. Thank you very much. Yes. And we're going to share his story finally on my podcast many, 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 many years of ma- making and I believe I said this the last time if you want to go look um, at assistive devices go watch the story of everything it's the movie about Stephen Hawking yes has AOS AOS only affects your um, brain, only affects so only affects your limbs. Your brain is still intact with yes. Lugansk disease. That I did yes. not know. I don't have Lugansk disease, so I was educating myself through that movie. But when you talk about assistive devices, assistive devices are so amazing. And yes. Siri, on the Apple side, you can actually write a book with Siri still in a notepad you can actually
0: pound a book isn't that amazing i know that's the story behind your very first book do you do you feel like you have covered the stories of your past enough on my previous podcast to move forward to talking about what people need to do to write their books yeah okay Well, let's we, let's dive uh, into that i think we'll need, leave in the other people part.
1: need people need to go back and listen if they want my phone story i'm not um, here to give my full story again. I'm here <laughs> to um, Been there, done, give the okay. update version.
0: Been there, done that. Okay, let's go forward then. Hey, everybody, now get ready to be encouraged to write your stories, to write your book, and to not sit there and, mm, I don't know, c- c- tell yourself, oh, it's just too hard. It's just too. I mean, my goodness, life. life is not Most things don't need to be that hard when people just engage. Now, when I say that to you, Wynn, I know that that doesn't apply. Everything is full of effort and determination, cleverness, and assistance for you. And I'm very impressed. So how do you, with cerebral palsy, move forward to writing and publishing books? And what do you want to tell people?
1: Okay. Do you know the notepad? on your um, iPhone or your yes. Android. You open that app, then you open Dragon Naturally Speaking on Dragon Naturally Speaking has IOS apps and has Android apps. I know they do. And then you open Dragon Naturally Speaking and then you just start dictating into your iPhone. I have a friend who's completely able body She's actually a chiropractor living in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, her name is Dr. Amy Canada, and I think you guys should follow her on Facebook. She follows me. She's been on my podcast, I need to have her on again. And so she wrote a book on her way to work every single morning and how she did that. And her book is called per- perspective as and you type in Amy Kanata on Amazon you can find it she's on Amazon number one best author. but Mm -hmm. anyway my point is she wrote a book on her way to work every morning I believe she was working in Maine or Boston I can't remember and how she did it is hooked silly up in her vehicle, and dictated to say, which is on the Apple side, it's integrated on the Apple side, and that's how she
0: got the main chunk of the book done. Mm. So, and do you think it can be done with the Google applications, too? Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, I know, I know, it can be done with Dragon, that's with big, and I know it's can be done. Um, Dragon Naturally Speaking is something I like. Before Siri came along, I spent many, 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 many years and a heck of a load of money trying to figure out speech dictation. And finally, I figured out Dragon Naturally Speaking. And then um, Siri came along and Siri and Dragon, naturally speaking, are the only ones that work for me.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think that part of the story is that you realize that no other speaking device actually could understand your language uh, pattern other than your iPhone. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: no other
1: speaking devices could understand my speech impediment um, other than my iPhone and other than naturally speaking. Hmm.
0: Okay, so then after it's been dictated, because I find that the actual writing of the initial uh, script is only a very small fraction of getting a book published and publicized. What do you have to say about that? Okay, I have two
1: editors, one that makes theory, that um, makes the book reasonable, and then I will have another editor work on it. The next go-round for the next book, editor number one is going to um, work on it even even harder than she did the um, last time.
0: So you, so you rely again on on sound and reasonable editors to assist you with getting it to the next level yeah. and then what do you do after yeah. that and then i once um,
1: the I either format the manuscripts myself or if um, if I can't or t- am too lazy to format the <laughs> manuscript because formatting them in your script for create space is a whole different animal. Yes. And oh, yeah. And I um, upload it to Create Space and upload it to Kindle. And I, if it's my own work, I upload it to ACX.com, which ACX is um a, a entity of Amazon and their entity of Audible, too. And you can get your books in audio format.
0: Have you done that? I haven't seen yours on audio. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. All my my books on AC. All my books are on Audible. Wonderful. Okay, then what do you do about the publicity? Because uh, you said you want to. Oh, yep.
1: (laughs) Publicity's the easy part. Publicity. People think. Writing book is the hard, um, part. Writing book is the hard part. Writing the book is the hard part. Writing the book is the easy part. Yes, I agree. the hard part. I jump on people's podcasts. I talk about it on my podcast as much as I can. I sell books. I can sell. I, so I ask them We're not careful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say that you are not the least bit shy and well at least not in terms of when I engage with you. And how did you develop no. that personality quality of not being shy to ask for help, to ask for assistance, to ask for publicity? How did you develop that sense of well, not being shy? I
1: um I quickly I didn't learn how to speak until I was four years old. <laughs> Wow. And so I, they were giving me sign language lessons. They were giving me assistance devices way back when. I refused to be the stubborn little person that I was. I refused <laughs> to um, use them. And then I, um, at the time, I was still going to speech pathology, but at the time, I um, we didn't have the resources to um, give me what I need in Colorado, not to say that we didn't have the financial resources, but physically and logistically, we didn't have the um, resources. So, at the time, my physical therapist actually flew and my family out to Fulver, Virginia, which is... In the mountains of Virginia, and we met with one of the top um, speech pathologists at UVA. She works for the um, for UVA, and for those of you who don't know what UVA is, UVA mm-hmm. is in Charlottesville, um, Charlottesville University of Virginia, one of the top leading medical universities in the country, I believe. And they have great medical research coming out of all their departments are extremely wonderful, including their speech and language department. And fortunately, the um, physical therapist that the occupational I worked with unfortunately passed on, um, I believe it was three years ago. And she might have passed on or maybe earlier than that. but she um, implemented all the three entities with me speech and language, physical therapy, occupational therapy and after a week of me not speaking, they couldn't they couldn't shut me up. So basically and then I quickly discovered at age that I actually had C T wasn't until I was in high school that I knew
0: my complete my complete disability. Why why was that so long in the discovery? Because um because my
1: um parents one they didn't want to talk about it, two they didn't oh. want to call it by its call letters for several years, and um, three, actually, that's not true. I found out when I was in seventh grade that I had CP. didn't find out the extent until high school, Hmm.
0: and I just found out generally. Was that because it was progressive in the way it impacted you, or that people no, just didn't no, want to CP talk about can't. it. CP, um, CP can't progress. Okay. CP I, it, in it, general can't progress. So it was more a matter of just people admitting to themselves what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you know, yeah. It's so interesting, too. Um, do you think that was because of the era of discovery? And do you think things yep. are different now yes. for kids yes. or no?
1: I do. I do. because. Um, in the 60s and 70s and early 80s and late 80s, they were telling um, parents to put kids with CTs home. And in the 60s, I've been told kids with physical disabilities were sight unseen, and then we had Richard Nixon do a lobotomy which we don't do thank God anymore, on his own daughter, Rosemary. And so um, that's an interesting case. So I think it was more of people didn't want me to succeed. I mean, I had doctors tell my parents this child would would never walk, this
0: child would would never talk, this child would, would never eat. That's what your parents were told about you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and well how did they how put, did they deal with
1: that? Basic basically put this child in a home. She's not functioning. And I um I believe doctors still believe that to this
0: day. Wow. Have those same doctors met you and heard about oh, yeah. the amazing person oh, you yeah. are?
1: They, do, they eat, um, do they eat their within now hour yeah. yeah. Nope, nope. <laughs> they um, two two of my doctors, one um, one sorry, one of my doctors I'm still in contact with. She's actually still in classes, believe it or not. And um, <laughs> one of my nurses I'm still in contact with. She's retired way back when, and so. Um, and so they don't eat their lips. And mm-hmm. those two didn't say those two didn't say anything. They believed in me. Um they believed in me. I think it was the male doctors that said something. But the doctors know I'm still functioning. They mm-hmm. just wanna not
0: Oh wow. My heart is just sinking to hear you say that. Um, And it must think even more for you to feel that people might have given up on you, did give up on you, gave you a hard time, treated you as less than human. I mean, this is disgusting prejudice. How did you emotionally or mentally navigate this without it bruising you severely? Or maybe it did. Well, it
1: uh, it, um, bruised me severely. One thing I will tell you is they won't allow most kids with a physical disability um, out of high school until they are 21. And you have to push and shove, and I'll go deeper into the um, reasoning why I was so afraid to go back to college and with the press builders actually um, Yes. on Tuesday because most Kids with physical and mental disabilities stay in high school until they're 21, and you have to push and shove to get out of there. Hmm.
0: I know that in California, that's because the Harbor Regional Centers, the regional centers actually will finance, uh, they will consider children, children until the age of 21, and actually finance all support systems uh, yep, uh, up to that age, will. and then you have to transition into an adult level of care. Is that relevant yeah. to this issue? That That is relevant to this
1: issue because if um, my parents didn't get me out of then a couple good teachers with their own, um, I would still be lagging behind. I wouldn't have graduated with
0: my class. You have this determination, this feistiness about you. This "I'll be damned if you're going to get in my way" attitude.
1: I know that's not the way you
0: feel every minute of the day. Uh, I, I mean, you. I mean, you must have those times when you get exhausted and you just want to close your eyes, go to sleep, have a good dream. Uh, you know, escape from the trials and tribulations. How do you pull yourself into that determined spirit? And then how do you let yourself have those downtimes where you don't fight, you don't fight the world nor have to put a lot of effort into everything? What, what do you do with navigating the need to rest and the need to self-care? I,
1: I listen to um, po- podcasts that inspires me. One of, I'll actually give you two of them. One of them is She, S-H-E, podcast run by um Elsie Escobar and Jessica Kufferman. Jessica Kufferman and Elsie Escobar both have interesting to where they are today. Um Jessica Kufferman actually lost her daughter to oh, I just went. suicide only, <laughs> only a year ago. So um I listened hmm. to podcasts and then Inspires me. Another one that inspires me is "Dreams and
0: Dreams in Drive" by Lena Campbell. Dreams and Drive. I'm typing these in while you're saying them. Uh Dreams and Drivers podcast. That's Dreams why you just heard and drives. Dreams and drives podcast, uh, folks. That's why you listen to that interesting music there as Dreams I went on chat. In. In drive. Okay. There yeah. we go. Dreams in Drive. I see. Yeah. 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 Okay. So these are the inspirational ones that you go to that are about fashion and they're about sticking in there. They're about not committing suicide if you feel down. Uh, they're about your particular podcast is also very inspirational to others as well. Is that your intention?
1: Um, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes or no? Um, okay. The reason why I say yes is yes and no because <laughs> I would rather be uh, sitting in the back of on a, a room gracefully doing all this work. I would not like to have all the things that I do.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I know that in college I had a friend that had cerebral palsy and her, her efforts to get people to help her were comparable to her efforts to try to get people to take the time to understand her. Uh, that, and yep. I've noticed in our Sometimes. speaking together over the years when your language is even clearer and more understandable. Now you must work on making just the mere process of communicating a, a deliberate process.
1: Well, yes, I do. One, having two, having a podcast gets rid of the speaking impediment quite quickly. Three, (laughs) I'll make you less conscious of it. And three, I was lucky enough to get the um, care that I needed day one. Now, DP affects people totally different in totally different aspects. You can have mild. I have a friend. Um, she's actually a fan of mine if you want to go listen um, interview on my podcast um, her name is Ella and she is a certified yoga teacher with cerebral palsy I did not know this um, until the day of the interview and she doesn't sound she sounds particularly clear her diction is clear than mine and so what um what I'm trying to say is that CP can affect people in totally different ways. You can have mild to severe CP. I happen to have moderate CP.
0: Mm-hmm. When, when you were young but, and you didn't speak until you were four, did you feel like you were trapped inside your head? Understanding what they were saying, yes. but not able yes. to tell them? What was that like? Yes. What do you remember? Um,
1: Not very much of it. Not very okay. much of it. But I did feel like even the same of all the in the Stephen Hawking. Yes. But Wait, there- um, mm-hmm. I
0: don't remember saying much of it. Hmm. Do you... Feel like sometimes your heart is breaking, or your mind is shouting, but people won't listen. People tend to people with
1: cerebral palsy and any disability, especially cerebral palsy, like a bag of blocks. I'm not kidding, like, like a bag of blocks. Wow. <laughs> and um, my my dad used to give them a good evil eye when uh, <laughs> which by him. the way I still live with my dad and when they um, stared at me they when they stared at me when I was younger or um, he used to whack them in the leg with oxygen, oxygen also to get them to move <laughs> and to get them to wake up and so um, and yes I still live with my dad. Not so much anymore, but people still um, stare at me and when I um, go pedaling by on my bike, stare at me. And then I say, hi, and then they jump half a foot. Hmm. They literally jump half a foot when I say, hi. (laughs)
0: Like, I have a plane, so move it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you... Do you sometimes feel as if people without cerebral palsy are the ones that actually have the disability because they are so fixed? Yes. told yes. about? Yes. Tell me more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Um, yes. Because I feel like the um, I was actually talking with uh, I got a job based off my podcast, and I'm slowly but currently working on them. Pine- pine- parameters of that, but I'm going to be a YouTube slash podcast So and this is the first time i have been it, meeting nice. And I haven't even admitted it on my own podcast, I thought <laughs> that 20th, but oh, as wow. I was um, saying to my boss today, I said, lack of communication drives me nuts, and now yes. some people Um, some people have more communication skills than others but I'm the type that's so out there that if I don't get an answer in two seconds I'm knocking down doors
0: to get that (laughs) answer
1: but people like with you I said well do we still have the interview this morning and what's the problem and you said I never got the information but I can set it out and so that's how this interview came to be this morning.
0: But I always, oh, we, ha- always knocking oh, Win, down we, doors we had it find- reserved for you, Wynn. We just didn't know what to write down for you yet. So, oh, well, no, I wasn't yes. going to miss this interview yes, today. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, no, but I've always been knocking down the doors to find the answers.
1: <laughs>
0: so, in, in knocking down the doors, you also have to rely on the what, patience and flexibility of of the of the human spirit to tolerate differences. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That uh, there must be some people who are so flexible in tolerating differences that you do get to know. And those that are so I prejud- like prejudicial.
1: Flexibility. I like flexibility but I don't like the um, I don't like Someone said to me, Well, look at your communication style this morning. And I'm like, That's because you don't communicate. I get very angry when people don't communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Over oh, the small things, too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. I, yeah. Keep going. I, give an I said, um, Look at your communication skills. You don't communicate with everyone, and then everyone gets mad at me, mad at you. And she goes, don't jump on my phone at 10 a.m. I'm like, I've been up since 6 a.m. working on my own podcast, working on my, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, lack of communication skills drives me nuts.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Do you ever just feel like handing people a note? And helping them have the right type of consciousness to wake up to. Yeah. Hey, yes, I do. I feel, mm-hmm.
1: I, I think you need to come on my podcast again and make a public <laughs> service announcement, saying, "Quit repeating to yourself and wake up, huh.
0: wake up,
1: wake and up to what?
0: Wake up to see, what?
1: See, wake up to me." Being different, me having a uh, able-bodied brain. Yes. Mhm.
0: So you and you would you of, would... go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, please. <laughs> I have so many well, questions. I, I was been say A you. lot Sorry. of. I was going to say a lot
1: of people with physical and mental disabilities keep repeating themselves and asking me. Do I really wanna help them? twice yesterday I've got some two fans which I'll figure out on Tuesday when I do um uh, podcast episodes. Can you help me? Can you help me? And it's like can as long as you don't keep bugging me about. It. I said yes originally, they still bugged me about it. Huh.
0: is it um I'm quite sure that you, if you had had a choice, would not have chosen to have cerebral palsy in this lifetime. Am I correct in that assumption? Um,
1: I, no, no because, <laughs> um, no, because I have accepted the gifts that the higher power has given me and um, made the best out of
0: it. Yes. Wow. Now
1: certainly if I um got sale the before I when I um was able to walk independently and was completely able bodied, if it was one of those um if it was one of those types I would um be looking at less totally differently. Hmm. But since I have never known I, old-bodied me. Um, I just accept what the higher power has given me and Mm -hmm. make the best out of it it and be the strong, disabled advocate that I am. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, so when I was at a Buddha fest, as I mentioned earlier this weekend, and they talked about mindfulness and the Dalai Lama was in a movie that talked about the importance of kindness and patience and dealing with anger and things of that sort, I, I walked away saying to myself, people cope all sorts of different ways with con- with complications in their life. Uh, get, how do you get a break from the complications?
1: I um, just yes. talked to my friends on my support system, and then... Um, And then I listen to podcasts. That's how I get a blank. Okay.
0: The complications. And and does that give you what? A a form of respite or a form of deep soul change? Or does it pump you with some sort of energy? Doing a podcast
1: pumps me with energy. I mean, (laughs) this this personality, you won't hear, um, you won't, you know, a low personality and the I'm, I'm in the lesson I mean a really bad day, which um on the podcast so while I was, but on Tuesday I'm finally admitting what that was all about, i finally come to the realization in my heart that I should um from uh help from a friend to get ready to share my story publicly about my schooling.
0: So friends prod you, friends push you, friends encourage you. Yep, they do. Hmm. Do you do that as well, back? You push them and prod them? Um, (laughs) I tend to do it
1: publicly. I say, get off your ass and do something (laughs) with your life.
0: Get off your ass
1: come to find out is that um, the disabled population, some, are very lazy, very, 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 very lazy very lazy, and they don't want to succeed Wow, that's another frustration I of yours, isn't to... it? I'm not that type of person be knowing that lately I want to be known as the best disabled advocate I can be I'm doing it for those who can't speak what do
0: yes when you say get off your ass do what you can do and people begin to say well what is it that I can do What can I do if I'm stuck in a chair? What can I do if I have to go to dialysis many times a week? What can I do if I have heart failure? What can I do if I'm blind? What can I do? And so people tend to look at what they can't do and make that their definition. To define yourself as what you can do, no matter what the can'ts are, that's a totally different way of looking at yourself. Well, then what can I do? You made yep. that shift when you were young? You made that shift because of your mother and father? You made that shift? or you were yep. always that because way. Because I was raised as a old-bodied woman.
1: I was integrated. I was never put in a special ed class, and that's not true. I was never put in a completely special ed class until I was in high school, and even
0: then I was integrated into mainstream classes. So you knew you could be mainstream, but you also knew that they, people wanted um, to isolate you. Yeah,
1: and now, nine times out of ten, they are isolating kids like this, no tomorrow, and driving me nuts. Wow. When, what I mean, they are putting kids with um, their disabled peers and letting them function in these classes and teaching them how to cook and teaching them life skills, it's that. Life skill classes, I have quickly discovered, work on scheduling. They don't work on podcasting, per se. They don't work on finding careers that these kids
0: can do in the parallel I'm in the midst of reading uh, Trevor Nova's uh, book about his life called Born a Criminal. And he talks about how in South Africa, the the blacks and the colors, as they evidently call them all sorts of different, and the Indians, they have these categories, were all in the academic world classified as those who were supposed to be given life skill courses, um, how to do certain service oriented projects where the rest were given the academics as well as life quality. And it was totally based on prejudicial points of view about people's mental capacities. I mean, the horror of that though, isn't too far afield from us in light of what DeVos is trying to do with the disabilities and the disabilities financing of education and how that's being supported by the Trump administration And people need to wake up to the realities. Not only is our healthcare system, but our educational system is very anti-disability in this shifting, horribly horrifying, shifting administration. And that's, that's pure prejudice. That's a pure prejudice. Just because it may be more complicated to educate doesn't mean that it's not valuable. So again, what do we do to shout it out and make it? clear that it is not okay to tolerate such prejudicial treatment. Well, um,
1: do the work that you can. Be the disabled advocate that you can. And that's how I'll close this interview out.
0: And what I want (laughs) people to do is do the work that they can. Okay. Just do what you can do. All right. Tell us a bit about the book that you're in the process of writing. Yeah. The books you have written and how people can get a hold of it and how people applaud your efforts.
1: Well, people can find me on Amazon. They can also find I Come a Win on Amazon. And people can just find me all over the place. And then my <laughs> latest book will be coming out in August. And they can no, also find Butterflies
0: of Wisdom in iTunes. Okay, so Butterf- Butterflies of Wisdom is so easy, no matter whether you have a, a Mac or a PC or whatever, because you can just go online yeah. and, and get all of the podcasts. There's yeah. no limit there. But in addition, yeah. what, do we have a title for your book in August that we can find on Amazon or on Audible?
1: We are working under the working title of the Mosaic of CP, which will stay the title and it will be coming out on Amazon
0: before um, it comes out on Audible. Wonderful. Okay. Well, then what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to have uh, Wynn Charles on the program with excerpts of her book for you all to appreciate and learn from and be inspired by. Well, I know that you were eager to end the program, but can you kick our ass into gear here as we exit this? wonderful time together
1: well what I would like to say is just you can and be a disabled advocate for those who can't big support
0: the disabled and that would be my last call of action (laughs) there we go and I'm going to add to that last call of action folks when Charles has given you perfect formula for writing your book and getting your words and your messages down don't sit there and keep saying, oh, I can't, I can't. Don't hide under a rock. We all need to hear each other's stories so that we can have a humane, collective consciousness of, of how we embrace our diversity as well as recognize our similarities. We have hearts. We have needs. We have we have kindness. We have compassion. We have talents and skills. And so let's just all kick into gear, kick ass, and listen to Wynne Charles if you need those moments of motivation when you feel a little down, just the same way when Charles listens to other motivators. When Charles, your dream to talk to, thank you for taking your time this morning. Thank you. All right, folks. Charge forth. Still alive. Thanks for joining us.